family. Good morning, everybody. You know what? My heart is overjoyed because heaven came to us. You know that little girl right there, her name is Heaven, and Mercy is a sister. I miss them. <laughs> I miss them. They're very dear, and everyone is very dear to me. Amen. You know what? Today, I'm excited to come into the house of the Lord. Amen. When I, I don't know about you, I love a touch from God. I love a touch by the Spirit. There's a big difference between a spirit touched and spirit filled. Sometimes we come into the house of the Lord, we long for a touch. A touch is just a beginning of the awareness of God's presence. He is presence. Do you know what? The Spirit of God wants to more than touch us. He wants to feel this. Not just a touch from the Spirit, but feel by the Spirit of the living God. Amen? You know what? When Jesus was baptized at Jordan River, when He rose up, it's symbolic of coming to life, the Father looked at him and announced to everyone present, this is my son, my beloved son. Do you remember? And the Spirit of God came, a dove rested on him. And very soon after that, you will see in Luke 4, the Jesus was full of the Spirit and he was led to wilderness. Very often, we worship, we pray, we long to be at the mountaintop. There is a place for that. But Jesus, right after the biggest event, before he went to the cross, he was led to a wilderness. By ourselves, on our own, usually we don't like to experience a wilderness. And before he was led to wilderness, he was full of the Spirit. In these last days that we are living in, we need not just Spirit touch. We need to be Spirit-filled. Because when we are filled with the Spirit, that is the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is in us. Amen? lives in us. We need to be filled by the Spirit because that is the power. We just partook the communion. It's not tradition, not religious practice. It's a reminder, Jesus, the flesh, God made flesh, dwell among men. You know why we need to partake? Because it's no longer external, not just come upon us, but He is in us and with us. Now that you partook the communion, that communion is in you, amen? It saturates. The blood is with you. It cleanses you. And it is a power that needs to be stirred up within you. This morning, may we not just come and be touched by the Spirit, which I love to be touched by the Spirit. We want to be filled with the Spirit, amen? Hey, not just feel good. Feel with the power because... Hebrews 4.12 says, the Word of God is powerful. That is the dunamis, the Holy Spirit. And living, 
is not dead because Jesus no longer at the cross. He is a resurrected power. The same spirit in you wants to resurrect you and I today. Are you ready? Do you say, I am filled with the spirit. I am filled with the living power. And the spirit of God is active within me. Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning. Oh, Jesus said that it's better that He goes so that you can come and be our helper. We need you this very moment. We are living in the last days, oh God, that you are the power reside within us. We stir you up. We welcome you. We acknowledge your presence. We want to be beyond being touched by you. Oh Lord, have the revelation. We want to lift that revelation. That our lives, oh Lord, wherever we walk, oh God, we carry that revelation that will set the people free. Lord, this morning we sung the song, we worship, oh God. Chains have fallen, oh God. Chains have fallen everywhere we go. Whatever we say, whatever we do, oh God. Chains are broken, oh God. No longer it's just a word, oh God. Just a flesh, oh Lord, but it's made life, oh God. Holy Spirit, fill us today. As we read your word, let it come to life, oh God. Let it bring resurrection and healing, oh Lord, the power. Oh, the Spirit of God, oh Lord, that sets the captives free. Come right now. We bless you. We bless your word. We thank you, Lord, for the engagement of the Spirit this morning. In Jesus' name. You know what? And, and we love, I just said earlier, we love the mountaintop. Because mountaintop, we had the full view. We had the advantage. Amen? It's beautiful. We see everything. But you know what? Jesus, after being filled, full of the Spirit, he was led to wilderness. And David, you know, in Psalms 23, he said, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. You see, Joshua had to conquer a wall that is beyond man, the ability of man, right? And Elijah, after the greatest, one of the greatest miracles, con he conquered, he, you know, he overcame the, the prophets of Baal, the greatest victory, and he was running away. He was at the lowest of the low, the, to a point that he wanted to die. And the whole, the Lord instructed him, rest, eat, and be refreshed. And he had to walk from the lowest of the low up to the mountain. You read 1 King 19. He had to walk up to the mountain. In, he has to walk up to the mountain. Very often, the Lord will lead us because the valley very often is there that we begin to discover God. In a way that you will never discover him on the mountaintop. Because he stripped you of all your dependency. Oh God, we're going to, we're going to, uh, and, and you know what? Elijah, God has to in that, the valley low, as he walked up to the mountain, he hid himself in the cave. And the Spirit of God called him out. And God began to teach him to hear God in a different manner. 
if you read 19, it says that he heard the wind, you know, wow. We, we love dramatic experience. <laughs> you know, he heard the earthquake and saw the fire. We are people that love hype. We love things that excite us. It is not wrong. But if we take God out of that, then there's something really wrong. We begin to depend our senses, right? And, and but God, in His goodness and kindness, He leads us to wilderness. He leads us to the valley. And in there, the Lord told Hey, I'm going to come to you in a whisper. You know what? My husband, sometimes he's a bit mischievous. And as you know, he's uh, a sanctified mischievous. You know, if in the public, he will not shout out certain endearing name he calls me. Or I will call him, right? And I just whisper. I call him honey, honey. <laughs> Very endearing, right? And, 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 and when... In the season that we are in, the Spirit of God wants to develop our ability to press in close and not just be excited by hype or, and as much as He entertains and excites us. He said, this is a season. Hear what I have to tell you. And uh, today, the premise of the scripture I'm going to preach from is Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37, when you mention about Ezekiel 37, right away, most people remember the valley of the dry bones. Yeah? The valley of the dry bones. And it, 37, but today, when you get out of here, I hope when I mention Ezekiel 37, you will not just remember the valley of the dry bones. You will remember something else that is greater than the dry bones. Because our God is greater than dry bones. Amen? He's greater than dry bones. You know what? Ezekiel 37 at the start, Ezekiel heard the voice of the Spirit. It says that the Lord lay hold, take a hold of him and carry him, the Spirit of God, to the valley of the dry bones. Oh my I thought the victory, but the valley of the dry bones. And the word of the Lord says that not only the valley, it was the floor of the valley, were, it was covered with dry bones. Okay, can I, Bree, come and help me? And Eileen, come and help me to just, uh, just um, give you a visual picture of what that is like. Just to spread it out on the floor, please. Just imagine the white bed sheets are, uh, uh, the dry bones. Yep. Everywhere, is it covered? Covered. The floor, the valley covered with dry bones. Okay, let's have a read so that you believe what I said is true. In verse 1, the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley 
floor. Can you picture it? Valley, all dry bones right here. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Say completely dry out. There will be times in your life that you come to a situation, you know, is like completely dried out. Impossibility. You receive a report from the doctor. Or your finances come to an end. Or your marriage come to an end. Situation come to an end. Completely dried out. And in that place, the Lord asked Ezekiel, then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? If he had asked Ezekiel on the mountaintop, Ezekiel would have said, yes, you are able, Lord. Yeah, that's right. He asked him in the place where it was completely dry, but Ezekiel had a perfect answer that is really safe. Ezekiel told the Lord, Lord, only you know. How many of us play safe? Iwema, yes, Lord, I'm filled with faith, you know, yes, you can. But in the circumstance that is so impossible, Lord, only you know. How many people have said that to God before? Mm-hmm. You're smart, yeah. But you know what? One thing good about our Lord, He asks a question that He's already had the answer. And He's not about just to leave us where we are. And He comes and begins to train us. He trains us in our righteousness. Jesus is our righteousness, amen? He will never leave you nor forsake you. Right? He who started a good work will finish it. Amen? Isn't that His promise? He began a good, He's the Alpha, and He's the beginning and the end, Omega. Right? And He's the start and the end. He would start, He would finish, but He would take us through this journey. In Ezekiel 37, He led Ezekiel to this place of dry bone that is completely dry. And then He trained Ezekiel. He commanded. He spoke to Ezekiel. Prophesy to this bone. Prophesy means speak the word of the Lord. It's not just speaking the word of the Lord. It's actually word and spirit. The Bible says that the Father, now is the time. The Father is looking for those worshippers that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Not just one or the other, but together and begin to prophesy. You know what? In another time, I will talk a little bit about prophesying. There is power when we speak the word of the Lord. You know what? In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, it says that, you know, let love be your highest gold. Your, your, not gold. It's a fine gold in people. Gold? Right? He said, desire spiritual gifts. 
Spiritual gifts is to equip the people, the house, the people of God. But especially, why is the word especially to prophesy? It's in there. If you read 1 Corinthians 14, 14, verse 1, and the prophesy is mean to strengthen, to build up, and to comfort. Anything more than that is not the Spirit of Christ. Because Christ had died a tremendous, He sacrificed His life. He come from a kingdom. He gave up His throne, came down as you and I, suffered the shame at the cross, broke every curse, broke every shame, broke every condemnation. If you read Romans 8, He said, you know, Now therefore who is in Christ, there is no condemnation. If there is a voice of condemnation, it's not from the Lord. The greatest desire of Jesus came on earth is to do the will of His Father. He says, he said, what my food is to do the will of the Father and to finish it. Not just to start, but to finish. He started everything that he started. The, Jesus came, he said, the enemy came to kill, steal, and to destroy. But I have come to give you life and life abundantly. Not just life, but abundant life out of this kingdom. I have come to break every shame, every condemnation, every sicknesses, everything that inflict your soul, your body, and your spirit. Amen. He has come to restore us. And not only He command, He journey with us. Amen. And Ezekiel was led to this valley of dry bones. And the Spirit of God told Ezekiel, prophesy in verse 4. The very first time he said, prophesy to this dry bone. Tell the bone, listen bone to the word of the Lord. Speak the word of the Lord. Because in Hebrew, the word of the Lord is powerful and living. Amen. It is able to cut through every chain. Let that be way beyond just a song. He trained Ezekiel how to put the word of God in his mouth. You know, sometimes not just learning, we have to capture that and begin to put in our mouth and speak that word. Not speaking, but prophesy. Begin to engage with the spirit. And verse 4, he spoke spoke that. He spoke to the dry bones and then the result was Ezekiel started to hear rattling, right? The bones started to, a lot of noise rattling together and then the flesh came and skin came upon the flesh. Things begin to happen. And then not just that, and the Spirit of God, the Lord told Ezekiel again in verse 9, Hey, prophesy to these bones once again. Hear the word of the Lord. This time it's a command. Command that means come with authority, with authoritative order. It's not a suggestion. Sometimes we take the word of the Lord as a suggestion. Then, you get a suggestive life. If our faith is his alpha and the omega, he who started a good work and he will finish it 
and trust God in the process too. He will. He alone is time. Amen? He knows exactly. He's God. And in verse 9, and Ezekiel spoke the word and prophesied once again. And this time, the Lord said, command the wind, the four winds to come and bring life. We know in, in Genesis, after Adam and Eve, they were created. Yeah, and the Spirit of God breathed life into them. Breathe life into them. Do you need the life of the Spirit? Do you feel after you have done everything, Lord, I need to be charged by you? There's a commanding. You know what? David, he said that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you, right? The Lord is with him. Am I right? And David went through where he had to command his soul. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless. There will become a time that we begin to command our very own soul. Bless the Lord. Even when I don't see it, I, I will praise you. Job say that. Every man and woman of God no one is exempted for not going through the process of the valley of the dry bones, including Jesus. But it's in that that we begin to discover and develop something that is beyond this world because we are not of this world. When we are redeemed, we experience a kingdom of life and light. And in verse, and you realize that when he commanded, he commanded the dry bones and it was an army rising up. Let me read. Then he said, speak a prophetic, this is verse 4, message to this bone and say, dry bone, listen to the word of Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Whatever we go through, the Lord wants to show us that He is God. So I spoke this message just as He told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones each of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones and the skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me in verse 9, Speak a prophetic message to the wind, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, oh, breathe. From the four winds, breathe into this dead body so they may live again. Do you have to prophesy to your own soul and your body? Say, live again. Say the word, live again. Again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me. 
and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. God wants to restore our vision. Without vision, the people of God perish. He wants to restore our vision so that we can see the kingdom that we come from. Yeah, you may see the natural, but the Lord said, I want to lift your eyes where the he- your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord. Out of the hill, you begin to have the full vision. While you may be in the valley, but in the spirit realm, He takes you to the mountaintop and begin to give you an advantage that you do not have in the valley. While he's training you in the valley, he gives you an advantage to see, hey, this is the kingdom you've been restored to. I am training you in this season, in the last days, to have discernment. Begin to speak prophetic word. Begin to command your situation. Command your soul. Command your body. Command your finances. Command about your children. Me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, it's not going to be just a word and idea but is the word of the Lord. I'm going to lay hold of that. However, you're going to bring about, you are God. You are God. Then he said, verse 11, to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. Do you know what? The house of the Lord, the body of Christ is Jesus' bride. He is the head of this house. This is his body. We are his people. We don't belong to each other. We are members of one body. Then he says, we have, they are saying, they are saying, now the people are saying, we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. These are the words of men, but they are not the words of God. Even in the natural, we can feel certain things, we can see certain things, but God said, He comes along and encourage, build up, comfort, and strengthen, remember, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 says that. Therefore, prophesy to them, say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people, I will open up, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Say to rise again. You know what? Ezekiel wasn't the one that caused the bone to rise again. Ezekiel only obey. The word of Isaiah 119 says that if you're willing and obey, you will eat the best of the land. We want to eat the best, but we don't want to obey. <laughs> we are willing, but you don't want to obey. Lord, I would love to. Oh no, so scary. Oh my God. The situation is dead and scary. Oh, when they rattle, oh my God, even scare me even more. Ezekiel obeyed and he was trained in the valley to prophesy and say, listen to the word of the Lord. Again and again and again. God will teach us again and again and again. 
Amen? If I go to the gym, I, I, I just love how the Spirit of God bring everything together. They have no idea what I'm preaching. I have no idea what they were singing. You know, as I bump into Brie, she showed me the book that someone loaned her about commanding the morning, which one of the books I love by Cindy Trim. There's a commanding. We forget the command. Authoritative order to date things in our lives. Our situation. You know, again and again and again, three times in Ezekiel, that is seven. For me, it's symbolic of three times, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In this journey of process, we need to journey with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The three in one, the Trinity. Amen? Not just one or the other. And, and become so intimately acquainted with His whisper. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, oh my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I am, you are the Lord, God. You'll be exalted. I exalt you, we sang, we worship. I exalt you. I will put my spirit in you. And you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. The Lord has spoken and today He wants to speak through you and to me. Into the lives of the people around us and to ourselves. You know, the word... It's not just kept the word of the Lord. I kept the word of the Lord in my heart so that my steps do not slip. David said that. We need to keep the word of the Lord and then stir up the spirit because logos is a written word, but rhema is a spoken word. We need to engage with logos and rhema as we are in this process. The spirit of God will teach us and say, now speak to this situation, prophesy the word of the Lord. Listen, wind come, even the wind and the waves come. G listen to Jesus, amen? He commanded the wind and the waves. He slapped. Because he has that within him, he could rest. But when he was woken up, he came out and the wind and the waves come listen to him. So, and then again, again, there are situations again and again in this season, in this time, engage with the word. My topic today is what? Speak the word of the Lord. Speak the word of the Lord. Do not just leave this place spirit touched, but spirit filled. Let us be full of the spirit. That when we, just as Jesus went through the wilderness, he was not conquered. Amen. He overcame every voice and he used the word. He knew the word and he discerned the voice. He discerned the temptation. He overcame the devil with the word of the Lord. As Ezekiel was taken through and he just given himself to the word of the Lord. Though he played safe, Lord, you alone know, which is true. But he given himself to obedience and begin to speak the word, prophesy the word. There will be times that you have to begin to prophesy to your 
own spirit and your own soul. You know what? There's one thing in common. Jesus was by himself. Ezekiel was by himself. Very often in the valley, you always have to journey through by yourself. But there's one assurance. He would never leave us nor forsake us. If he'd lead us, then the battle is the Lord. Amen? It is the Lord is becoming, we become acquainted to his suffering and also to his victory. So our spiritual walk no longer an event, but a lifestyle. Whether we are with people or we are by ourselves, we fear no evil for your rod and your staff. They comfort me. There's no comfort like the comfort of the Holy Spirit. He wraps around you. When you know that, you trust that He will resurrect what needs to be resurrected. Amen? Today, in Ezekiel 37, If you are in a situation that's completely dry. You know what? The Spirit of God asks Ezekiel, what do you see? We are people that are not in denial. We are able to see the situation. If your body is in pain, your situation, you know, not running away, there is a place of having the vision and proclaiming that you are able to see the situation, but you do not speak the words of man. We begin to speak what we hear. We can't really speak the word of God if we cannot hear the word of the Lord. Right? Even Ezekiel was told, listen, born. There's one thing to hear, it's another thing to listen, right? Sometimes, you know, myself, himself, or my children, you know, we hear instruction. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard you, but you still didn't do it yet. How many people experience that? Yeah, you know, we hear just a rattling noise. But there is a time that we have to command the situation. We have to command us. So listen to the word of the Lord. In order to able to listen, we will be like Elijah. Don't be accustomed to the noise. Alone, there's celebration. But season has come, we begin to hear the whisper. And then we can command according to what the Lord has instructed us. If this is what the instruction of the Lord, then this is the battle of the Lord. We can't raise the date. It's the Spirit of God. So that we will not take credit. None of us can take credit. We are here to do the will of the Lord and to finish it. Just as Jesus, it's easy to say, I'm a follower of Jesus. I love Jesus. 
Do you know his will? Do you obey his will? Are you willing and obey? I'm telling you that the promise is yes and amen. He will allow us to take partake the best of the land. You know, the kingdom of God has to be so real. We can smell it. We can taste it. We can hear it. And we can walk in that peace. There is training. There is a training for righteousness. Training for righteousness. Then we can rest. He has provided us that rest. And today, Hebrew says, today that rest is still for us. Today, there's an invitation to come into the rest. How can we train ourselves to rest in the word that is powerful? There is living. Amen? And you know what? Can we just rise up right now as I would like to invite you. There are situations. What situation that you need to command? We can come alongside in another and begin to encourage. But the season, there's a difference between the office of the prophet and the, the gifts, the ministry or the prophetic ministry that God said, in the last days, I pour out my spirit, prophesy you know, to sons and daughters. We have to learn to prophesy into our situation. There is this secret of power to a the ability to hear and begin to prophesy to your situation. Do you know, I just, I just prompted to share a testimony. That was about, I can't remember exact, about 20 years ago, uh, maybe 19 or 20, and, 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 and my father was, uh, had cancer. And we were told any children overseas Come back because he's dying anytime now. My brother has brought the, the wife and the two children from America. And then we had just started the church and Larry couldn't go. I took my three boys. Uh, no, before that, actually, when I received the news that he was dying, that is this anger that rose within me that I can only say is from the Lord. I say, no. I'm not going back for a funeral. I'm going back to have a, a family gathering. You create a memory. It just came up. There was a commanding. So when we went home to Malaysia, a father that wasn't eating was lying, you know, down. And he sat up. He ate. And we went away, long story short, for a family gathering. <laughs> You know, there is a power of intercession that we all have been given there. To engage with the Spirit. Because my, at that point, my father wasn't a Christian yet. I was contending for his salvation. I said, no, Lord, he cannot die until he calls on your name. He accepts you as his beloved Savior. Lord, he, his eternity is at hand. He cannot. And Lord, God will place you to intercede situation for other people. God, the Spirit of God, bring to mind, who do you need 
to be intercession. Stand in the gap. You know, salvation is not just all about us. Jesus didn't come just for me. It's for me, so also I fight for salvation for other people, for the city, for the nation, for the people around me, for my family. I'm telling you, some have heard my story, but I'm telling you, my father was a, in the natural, hopeless. No hope whatsoever for him to come to know the Lord. But I'm telling even that God came through. Right, so do not despise, is it me, is it, you know, time and time again, unassuming places as I was washing, as I was cleaning, the Spirit of God would speak and then I had to obey. He sought to train you in simple things in life. I love spending time, with God. I love praying, but very often too, He speaks through the daily and as I'm driving, you know, he speaks to us 24-7. What is He speaking? He is training for righteousness. He is training you to begin to prophesy over your children, over your father, your mother, your colleague, the situation yourself. Do not despise what you speak into the situation. If it's the seed of the Lord, the Spirit of God will come and begin to water it. What do you see? What can you speak? What do you hear today? What are you saying? What, how are you speaking? I hear the chains falling. Can you hear the chains falling? There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. Can you see yourself as a general, as a sergeant? Not just following, begin to train others. Begin to encourage and lift others. Speak to your spasm. Speak to your knee. Speak to your heart. Speak to your wandering minds. Your discouraged soul. 